0: Thank you very much, Pastor. Guys, you were awesome. Can you give them a hand, please? Right. Thank you very much. Well, I can go on preaching, but I'd like to hear from at least three of you just a feedback, okay? A feedback is not like Peter Kumaya, very handsome. No. Something which you learned in a new way, because everything is in the Word. Whatever I brought was from the Word. But if you say, yes, Peter, I've never thought about it that way, that would really encourage me. Yep, give her a hand, please.
1: I had never thought of it as um, a different economy. The kingdom economy, I always thought it was just the world's economy.
0: So you haven't taken anything from your husband's pocket? No. (laughs) (laughs) She's a good wife. (laughs) Excellent. Another economy. Yeah. Anybody else? You have to be ready to receive. Excellent. Yes, please. See, please. I mean, our receiving should be more than our giving. Because many preachers are preaching, they're teaching you to give more than you can. Forgive me. I'm telling you a lot of truths. I preach in many conferences, particularly American conferences, if they give you one hour to preach, 20 minutes they preach, then again, 30 minutes they raise an offering. And they make some promises. It's a, good, it's a good ground, all that they say. So I remember I was sitting beside a preacher, and then we were having lunch, and I asked him, suppose the person who came, who came running and gave you a big offering, if he does not receive multiplication what will you do? He said, that's their faith. I said, you didn't say that. He said, that's fine print. (laughs) Never give anything emotionally. No. Because see, God, he works differently. There is a seed time, there is a harvest time. If you don't have a harvest time, you won't have any seed. Anybody else? You and God are partners. Yeah, because a lot of people just wait for God to do it. Every promise God gives, he wants you to ask him, what am I supposed to do? Simple. Pastor said, when God created heaven and earth, these were the instructions he gave to Adam. God told Adam, you have to grow, increase, multiply, and fill the earth. How many of you know that? How I many of have learned that from Sunday school? We've learned that from Sunday school. Grow, multiply, multiply. Only if you multiply, you can fill the earth. But of course, they were drawn to a particular fruit. They were drawn to a particular fruit. We know the whole story. But let me tell you a few things. When God told Adam, fill the earth, the guy never even took time to go out of the Garden of Eden to check how the world was. How would you how would you accept a man to whom God gave the whole world who didn't take any effort to go out of the garden? See listen guys, listen please. People have spiritualized it so much. I'm also a Bible teacher. I'm also a Bible teacher. Of course, God told him, if you eat of the fruit, you will surely die. They never knew what was death. They never knew what was death. But even after the fr- the f- they ate the fruit, the tree was still there. Do you know the tree was still there? The tree didn't disappear. Listen to me again. The tree of life was still there. What would have happened if this guy said I'm sorry God, I'm sorry I shouldn't have eaten that forbidden fruit but now I'll eat the tree of life. What would have happened to tell me? You're all looking at me very strangely. It was still there. See God never removed it. Opportunities are always there. Why? Because God's promise, it is forever and ever and ever. God could have easily uprooted it. God gave him authority over every animal, every bird, every creature. If you read the book. I mean, if the serpent, I mean, the serpent could talk. Those days the serpent could talk. I believe many other animals were able to talk. When the serpent was suggesting certain things to him, he could have just said, man, I have the authority. I'll kick you on your backside. Just shut up and go. There's so much of ignorance. There is so much of ignorance which... Even we do not want to address, we read all these things. Please, let's not be too ignorant. I was in China, I was preaching in a few churches, underground churches, and a man came and told me, Peter Kumar, I run a huge uh, hotel, a restaurant. I'm looking for a comedian, why don't you come and join as a comedian? He said, the way you present things are very, very different. Actually, I was tempted. But then he said, you guys are crazy. Well, he's a new believer. He's a new believer. He said, I don't know why you guys are so crazy, because I went from America. He told me, if only God had created Adam and Eve as a Chinese people, not Japanese Chinese, things would have been very different. I said, How? He said, if Adam and Eve were Chinese, when the snake, when the snake, he said, when the snake came and said, Madam, 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 darling, 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 eat the apple, eat the apple, eat the apple. And when the madam went and said, Darling, 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 eat the apple, Adam would have eaten the snake. The snake would have eaten a snack. Finished. See, you told me next time God creates something, tell him to make it made in China. (laughs) I mean, I like that. Darling, 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 eat the apple. See, we are so ignorant and we are so eager to be ignorant, including me. But as people of God, we are supposed to lead, we are supposed to show the way. And I'm, 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 I'm asking God to make me a person who can lead, who can show the way. Knowledge alone will not help. Application is very, very important. Application is very important. Then evidence is very important make the word of god work in your life so even today i mean this is the last session i'm very very grateful to you please i'm not going to preach you can stop me you can ask me questions and you, you have the right to differ from me but please love me i'm a good man before we go into the teaching i want a particular scripture to be put i want you to read that the book of first corinthians chapter 9 verse 11 first corinthians chapter 9 verse 11 First Corinthians 9:11 So if we saw spiritual things, we have to reap material things. How many of you can think like that? Simple. Abraham sowed faith. He got Isaac. Today, if you sow a seed and God gives you an ability to speak in tongues for three thousand hours, how many of you will enjoy it? Three thousand hours of speaking in tongues. Can you tolerate it? Because we've made God so spiritual. I want you to write it down, I'll say this, every spiritual seed produces a material blessing. Every material blessing, every material seed makes you more spiritual. Abraham sowed faith, he got Isaac. He put Isaac on the altar, he became a father of nations. Isaac was a material seed. So, money, yes, it's a spiritual seed, but it's a material thing. How do you receive it? By obedience. By obedience. So, it's a different economy, it's a totally different economy. The more miracles, the more money value. That's why Jesus went and did so many miracles. Simple, a man couldn't walk for 38 years. Jesus said, Jesus didn't say I'm performing a miracle. Jesus said, please go home man. You had a business before, start the business again. Start the business again. I'm talking to a guy who's 67 years old. I didn't know he was a scientist at all. I went to Christ Church, they asked me, would you like to come and pray for this guy? He's on fourth stage cancer. They told the guy, this man is an Indian man, so he thought I was an Indian guru. He's not a Christian at all. But he's done a lot of research about Hinduism and research. I went to his house, uh, quite a large house. His wife's got a business. He took me to his room, he made me sit, and he went on talking about Hinduism and many gurus. So 20 minutes, I was very polite I mean, because I was having coffee. So when you have coffee, let him speak. Who cares? And then I asked him, why are you talking to me about gurus? He said, because you're an Indian. I said, you're dumb. You're ignorant. All Indians are not gurus and Hindus. I said, I'm a Christian. Anyway, I said, they brought me here to pray for you. And God immediately said, he can't sit down. He can't squat, he can't climb down the stairs, ask him to do that. In three minutes, he started running up and down. The guy is still alive now. He told the doctors, Jesus healed him. But it's very interesting, please. He was so desperate. About a week back, God told me, tell him to pick up his business, ask him to do the business. I said, God, he's fourth stage cancer, 67-year-old guy. I don't know what business. He said, no. God clearly said. So when I spoke to him and said, God wants you to pick up your business. See, again, see, there's a purpose for a miracle. Say that. There's a purpose for a miracle. Today, Many of us, we just want a miracle without a purpose. We just lose it. He's a scientist, he's created some inventions. He's from America, he went to the White House to, I told him, so what are you doing with that? He immediately said, if you are going to be my advisor, then I will take my business. I never even applied. I asked him, what do you mean? He said, if I get well, I will travel to many nations, you should come with me, otherwise I won't go. I like it. I told him, can I carry your bag? He said, no, you. I'll carry your bag. I liked it even more. But he immediately respected me. He said, you carry a wisdom. So what is a wisdom? Not just knowledge. So every day I'm talking to him. And God is telling me, I'm going to bring investors to his doorstep, attorneys to his doorstep, initially he laughed but now he's saying Peter yes two investors are calling me see this happens as part of a spiritual seed every spiritual seed it'll create a material harvest every material seed will create a A spiritual harvest. So prepare yourself, my brother, my sister. So today, can you put the slides, please? I'm going to talk about abilities which we don't often like to use. I'm going to talk about abilities. Amen? Activating your God-given ability. Activating. Look at this man, Elijah. What does he say? As... The Lord of God of Israel lives, whom I serve, whom I serve. So we all qualify, right? Are we all serving the Lord? We are serving. But immediately, he says, well, I have an ability. Say that, ability. One more time. One more time. Now, this ability is not for everybody. He says, I am a rainmaker. (laughs) I'm a rainmaker. If I say, let there be rain, there will be rain. If I say, there don't need to be rain, there won't be any rain. So every person who serves God, God gives them a special ability. But we don't use it at all. Why? Because our problems are more important than our abilities. Hallelujah. A pastor told me, Peter Kumar, in my church, there are three kinds of people. The first kind of people, they, only, they go and get all kinds of problems. I don't know why. They cannot live with a pro- without a problem. Every week, a new problem. Every week, a new problem. The second kind of people are people who are eager to give their problem to somebody else. Pray for me, pray for me. Please take my problem to your house. How many of you like that? Go to any prayer meeting. What are people talking about? Only there. Any prayer meeting, you ask for testimony, they will start sharing a testimony and end with a problem. The third kind of people are very different. They don't have problem, but they are always a problem to others. <laughs> a lady immediately testified. I mean, She didn't know that we were having a chat. She said, praise God, praise God, praise God. I was in another church, but I did not grow in that church. So God showed me this church, and I left the church and came here. The pastor whispered to me, she's such an annoying person. She caused so much a problem in the church. The whole church prayed and got her out. Now she's here. Can you please pray that she gets out? <laughs> We have an anointing to get you out. (laughs) The man has a God-given ability. So, please, you have to ask God. If I serve you, if I've been your servant, what is my kingdom ability? Guys, please, all of us, we function in certain human abilities. Say that human abilities. But when human abilities combined with godly abilities, it's different. Music is a human ability. Worship brings the presence of God. When they have to work together, then after the presence of God comes, then you have to make God work. Can you put the next slide, ma'am? Recognize the opportunity to in your present situation. Recognize the opportunity in your present situation. See, listen, Raven brought him bread. Now let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. I need a person who can come. Can I use your son-in-law? Please come. Because if, if, I mean if, you, if you want to know more about it, go home, read First Kings chapter 17, where the Bible talks about Elijah. So put your hands out, sir. both your hands. Listen, simple. The man says, "Until I say there's not going to be any rain." So literally he shuts the heavens. Now, because he's a man of God, and because there's a spiritual seed, obedience, God tells him, go and stay be- beside a brook. So, when nobody has rain, when nobody has water, when nobody has rain, when nobody has water, this guy, every morning and evening, ravens bring him food, bread, and meat. Can you imagine? And he's got water. He's got water. But if you read further from verse 6, the Bible says the ravens are coming, but the water is drying up. So God is still at work. Listen again. God is still at work, but the brook is drying up. Can you read that, ma'am? You want to put it up from verse 6 onward?
1: The ravens brought him bread and
0: oh, oh. six to nine.
1: Yeah, okay. uh, all the way to nine. Yeah. I Can do that. Yeah. The ravens brought him bread. Hold on yeah. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Mm. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Mm. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, "Arise, go to Zarephath." Which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you.
0: Listen, guys, I'm gonna ask him. Ravens are coming, brook is drying up. Ravens are coming, brook is drying up. That means you're not going to have any water. What will you do? Ask good. he saying the right thing anybody wants to help him <laughs> what will you tell him to do sir what will you tell him to do a correct <laughs> you're a rainmaker See, don't ask God for an ability which he has already given to you. See, if he had said, God, yes, the ravens are coming, the brook is drying up, at my word, send rain, rain would have come. Now, please read further, ma'am. I need you for another two, three minutes here.
1: So. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came, oh yeah, cool. Okay, then the word of the Lord. Okay, I'll read from here, verse ten. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink.
0: He's asking a widow for a cup of water. What will you call that guy? How will you feel to go and ask a widow, Give me a cup of water when you're a rainmaker? That one. <laughs> see do you understand he's he's literally begging for a cup of I mean one word and can you read further just two minutes sir yeah
1: And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. And bring it to me, and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth.
0: The guy is saying, Let's wait until the Lord. When will the Lord send the rain? At his If he says, God's going to send the rain. But he's telling the lady, let's have a prayer meeting. Then we'll have an intercessory meeting. Then we'll have a Zoom meeting. And this is more funny. Just read the next verse, please.
1: So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry. The bin of flour didn't run dry, yes, yes. and the, nor did the jar of oil. Okay. According to the word of the Lord.
0: Still no rain. Yeah. <laughs> Still no water. Which is more essential. What do you call that man? (laughs) Thank you, sir. See, guys, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not blaming a man. He creates a miracle. But he ignores his ability. Yes, he is creating America, but he totally ignores his ability. It can happen to you, it can happen to me. It can happen to you, it can happen to me. Without our own knowledge, then we become, we we begin to doubt our own ability. Please. That's why most of us, we do most of the things in our human abilities. And then we say, I'm waiting for God to do it. I'm waiting for God to do it. I'm waiting for God to do it. Another thing this guy fails to do, I think he's a selfish guy. Why didn't he call the ravens? He's only having jar of They are having flour and oil. Are they having meat? Which is better? You see, every day, morning and evening, the raven is bringing food. If he had told God, the family needs meat every day, You think God will not have sent the ravens? Because wherever he goes, ravens are supposed to. Are you guys connecting with me or not? Am I saying the right thing, brother? I mean, you have a party, have a nice party. Correct, see please. How many of you would like to eat the same food for three and a half years? See many of us, many of us we ignore a God given ability. We ignore. Can you put the next slide, ma'am? The next slide. Hello? Yep. Your ability has both word and works. Today, many of us were sticking only to the word. There are churches who say we are word-based church, word-based church, word-based church. Jesus never said, I'm word based. Because his word will work. His word will work. Put for me the book of John 14, 29. John 14, 29. John 14, 29. Let's see what Jesus says. He says, yes, if I speak something, now I have told you before it comes. So when it does come to pass... How many of you like a lifestyle like this? Every word which we carry can make God work. But we don't understand that God wants to work through every word even mighty men of God I'm not blaming them they do not use their full ability today please we don't need to run after supernatural But you have to learn. We have to learn. One more scripture, man, the book of John. John chapter 6, verse 29. John 6, 29. These are scriptures which completely changed my thought pattern. Um, Is it John? Okay, 28, ma'am, the previous verse. What shall we do that we may work the works of? See, these are his disciples. They ask this question after he does a miracle where an empty net is full of fish. So what are they saying? Now we are seeing the difference between the works of man and the works of God. The works of man and the works of God. Many people present Jesus as a man of compassion. Yes, compassion is awesome, but it's the works of man. So after you have compassion, then he fed the 5,000. Compassion made him to do the works of God. Not send him to a thrift store of Salvation Army. You heard me. I said not sending a person to the thrift store of Salvation Army. That's extended compassion. So what are you saying? Please understand. I am broke. You are broke. Please. Always ask God. Always ask God. When the church does both the works of man and the works of God, people will recognize it. Can you put the next slide, ma'am? The next slide. Recognize the opportunity in your ministry effort. Okay? Right, the next verse, or the next slide. Recognize the opportunity in your effort for revival, in your effort for revival. It's very interesting. God has to finally tell this guy, man, please go and tell the king I'm sending rain. Why is God saying that? Because this guy completely forgot that he's a rainmaker. because every day he's getting food free Nobody else is getting rain. Nobody else is getting food. Everybody is suffering. This guy is just sitting there, eating off the widow's table, and he completely forgot that he still has the ability to bring the rain. So literally, God has to tell him, man, everybody is suffering. Everybody is suffering. Everybody is suffering. suffering. Can you do something? Can you do something? See please my brother, my sister, once again, I'm talking about how a spiritual seed has to create a material harvest. Can you put the next slide please? not this okay anyway no, no sorry recognize the opportunity to open heaven and earth now this is very very important my brother my sister if you know you can go home and study the book of first kings chapter 18 can anybody tell me how many times elijah had to pray to bring the rain anybody how many times You guys, I tell you. The book of First Kings, chapter eighteen, can you put from forty two onwards? Guys, wake up. First Kings chapter eighteen verse forty two onwards. Can you read it, ma'am?
1: And now you say, Go tell your master Elijah is here. He he will be Kill me, then Elijah said, "As the Lord of hosts lives." 42. Oh, forty-two. forty-two yeah. Okay, yeah, I was thinking that. Okay, forty-two. Yeah. So, so Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Yeah. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees, yeah. and said to his servant, "Go up now, look toward the sea." So he went up and looked, and said, "There is nothing." and seven times he said, go again.
0: Listen, a rainmaker has to pray seven times to create a cloud. What would you call him? I will call him a clown. Yeah? Correct. But now he's lost the ability. It's very embarrassing. Yeah, today please, after you pray, ask your son, son, what do you think is happening? He'll say, mom, nothing. So what do you do? You make your prayers longer, then louder. If I go to Africa, they, they pray so loudly. Sometimes I wonder, is God really deaf? Why do they scream like that? And then I asked a lady, why do you have to scream? She said, oh, other people will be sleeping, Peter Kumar. I said, but they're all praying. She said, Africans pray during sleep. <laughs> they won't know what they are saying. Seven times the man had to do it again and again just to produce a small cloud. Today, many of us are in that place. Peter Kumar, I'm praying all the time, why God is not doing, why God is not doing, why God is not doing. He's not committing any sin. You know, please, you don't need to agree with me. He created the greatest revival, right? How many of you know the story? He set up an altar. He wanted to call down, what? Rain or fire? Rain or fire? Okay. He didn't do a wrong thing. Which was better? Which do you think people needed? Rain or fire? I like the way you're all looking at me. <clears throat> Even to pour water on the sacrifice, he wanted somebody to bring water and they. Poured about six barrels of water. When there's absolutely no water, six barrels of water would have been easy ten thousand dollars. To me, it's a big waste of time, energy, effort. You could have just said, I'm going to call upon the rain. If we have my version, please, you don't need to agree. If we had just called the rain, Ahab, Jezebel, all the false prophets. But I've turned back to the Lord. I believe the guy carefully avoided what if it doesn't work? It'll be embarrassing. There are so many people. I mean please, I mean, I learned a lot from some people. There was a lady. I stayed in her house. <clears throat> every day she will she will have a huge list of people and she will go on praying loudly every day. One day I sat with her and said, Mom, I want to see the list. The list was so long, 72 people. Then I asked her, how come you're not praying for yourself at all? She said, I never pray for myself, son. God told me, yeah, she doesn't have faith at all. Because she doesn't have faith about herself, She's only praying for other people. Then I asked the Lord, does she have faith for other people? No. How many of you acts so spiritual? We only pray for others. We don't pray for... I'm not against him. But it would have been easier if he would have used his God-given ability. And can you put the last slide, please? Is it clear, the last slide? It's not very clear. Maybe you should read. Can you put the scripture? Recognize the opportunity to open heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Can you put the scripture, ma'am? James chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. What do you call a guy who, who prays it should not rain? You have an ability to bring rain and you pray there should not be rain. Are you with you guys? Are you with me? What will you call a guy? Who's got the ability to bring rain, but he's praying. Don't give any rain, don't give any rain. What do you call him? Selfish. Selfish? What will you call him, sir? Huh? You guys are scared of Elijah? (laughs) What? Great. I mean, he wouldn't have known that because he is not using his God-given ability, he's going to struggle. It did not rain for the last three years and six months. Three and a half years. The next verse, please. And he prayed again. Look, the heaven gained rain... And immediately the earth produced its fruits. Heaven and earth. So he had an ability not only to open the heavens, to also open the earth. Every spiritual seed produces a material Harvest. Every material seed produces a spiritual harvest. Please, from today, recognize your godly ability. And don't delay. Don't delay. Don't delay. Because this guy did not use it, so many people suffered because of the famine. So many people. So many people. I'm sorry, I'm not against Elijah. But I don't want to fall short. I don't want to fall short. He was a mighty prophet, a mighty man of God. But things could have been better if you were sharp. If you were sharp. So guys, now you may ask me, so Peter Kumar, how do I apply? How do I apply it in my life? How do I apply it in my life? I'll give you three keys. It's not in the notes. The first thing is never accept a power of decrease in your life. Decrease can be spiritual. I'm not able to read the Bible. I'm not able to spend time with God. Don't I mean, please I even mean, never do that. Never do that. If you think that is going to make your godly ability grow. Give it attention, give it priority. Give it priority, give it priority, give it priority. Because the more you neglect it, the more you cannot learn to work with God. I meet too many people who say, Peter, you know, I'm not able to focus, I'm not able to know. Please, get even an audio Bible. The word, the word, the word will release the works of God. The word can work in anybody's life. In anybody's life. At any point. Second thing, recognize your God-given ability. Because most of the times we only operate in the human ability. if you take time to sharpen your human ability, take time to sharpen even your God-given ability. Both are important. This is not for everyone. This is not for everyone. You should be able to show to people that you and God are working together. Elijah said, yes, I stand before God. I'm serving God. So God says, so tell what we can do together, what we can do together, what we can do together. And finally, every act of faith, it can be prayer, it can be intercession, it can be visions, dreams, prophecy, You have to expect God to work in your situation. You have to expect God. Make God work in your situation. That's why most of the people, if you see, they talk about, I'm opening the heaven, I'm calling down the fire, I'm calling down the fire, I'm calling down the glory. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Lord. I asked a person, so what is glory? What is glory? She said, in all my meetings, people fall down. I said, that's glory? So after they fall down, what happened? She said, I don't know. A man called Moses, he went and asked God, Can you show me the glory? God said, My entire goodness will pass before you. Entire goodness. Moses had to see it, Moses had to connect with it, and then Moses had to distribute it. Entire goodness. That's why even in the wilderness, Moses could say, show me your glory, water will come out of rocks. Wind will bring birds. Heaven will open and bring food. One of the things the Lord is challenging me. Please, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. The Lord said, well... I told people, do the works I do, and do greater works, true or not. So, most of the people, they speak about salvation. Grace, salvation, transformation, foundation, ancient world, shaking heavens, ascending to heaven, courts of heaven, I've been into all that. Then, some people are healers, and this deliverance ministry is a big thing, deliverance. I met a lady, she said, I have 14 stations of deliverance. I said, once the demon goes out, why do you have to bring it back? Yeah, 14 stages. She said, you don't understand, I won't understand. I said, Jesus just said, go, the demon left. Demon. Jesus didn't say, I'm taking you to station number two. I said, Please. Even the demon will be so fed up with you. (laughs) Keeping the demon for 14 stations. She said, you don't understand. I said, ma'am, please, I don't understand. But recently, for the last three months, the Lord is saying, I multiplied things, bread, Learn that. Learn that. Jesus was not the only one who multiplied the bread. If you look at the Bible, Elisha, he started it. Elisha invites some people, more people came, his servant comes and says, we don't have enough food. Elisha says, keep serving. So even Jesus did it because he saw Elisha do it. So the Bible is full of models. The Bible is full of models. In a season of drought, Isaac sowed. We'll just close with the scripture. The book of Genesis, chapter 26, verse 12 and 13. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 and 13. You all please. Sometimes it's very interesting. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed him. Because the Lord blessed him, he said, I'm going to do, see please, it's a spiritual seed. Which created a material harvest. 30, 60, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Can you put verse 14? The next verse, ma'am. Flocks, herds, great number of This is happening in a season of drought. So if you say God is with me, then God will ask you, what am I supposed to do? How can I bless the work of your hands? How can I bless the work of your hands? There was a man who was very, very rich, very rich. He was about to die, he was very sick, he was about to die. He called his wife and he said, I'm going to die but he believed in reincarnation. So he said, I'm going to come back. So he said, sell everything we have. Sell everything we have and make it cash. The lady said, fine, no problem. Sold everything, properties, whatever, whatever, and brought the cash. Then he said, make a very big, a very big box. And in that, make it like a casket. So put all the money in that box, huge box. And he said, I want to see you put all the money. So the lady said, fine. She she kept on putting all the money, stocks and stocks and stocks of money. And every day he was seeing the money, every day he was seeing the money. And then he said, when I die, put me on top of the money and bury the whole box, bury the whole box because I believe in reincarnation, I believe I will come back soon and when I come back, I will need my money. Yeah, I will need the money, so please make the big box, I want to see the money every day and I will die, put me on top of the money, bury me. So the lady did exactly and the whole town was talking about it, the whole town. Anyway the man died, the funeral was happening and the lady was sitting there, she was grieving. So this huge box, they dug a huge pit, and they were putting it in. So her friend came and sat beside her and said, I didn't know you loved your husband so much. She said, why are you saying that? She said, the whole town is talking about how you loved your husband, you just obeyed your husband. She said, I don't understand, in what? She said, what do you mean? It seems you sold everything and you made it cash. She said, yes, I made it because she told me. And then it seems you put everything in the box. She said, yeah, I put everything on the box. And then you buried him on top of it. And now everything is going down. All the money, all the money. The lady said, no, after he died, I took all the money, put it in the bank, and I made a personal check. <laughs> so if he comes back, Let him take the check and go and encash it. If you want to encash it, it's up to. I made a personal check. Be smart, guys. Be smart. So please, my brother, my sister, I am learning these things. I am learning these things. So God told me, if you want to learn, you connect with certain people and make them grow. Make them grow. So I have taken a personal goal to connect with 200 people around the world. Some of them are retired. Some of them don't have any jobs. God didn't say, "Connect, connect with only business people. But I am challenging them to understand this whole thing of growing 30, 60, 100 in resources, in resources. That means you have to be sharp in all your kingdom abilities. You have to know the word of God. Your faith should increase. And you should recognize spiritual seeds. You should recognize spiritual seeds. So in this exercise, God is teaching me many things. And God is telling me, I will make you grow and multiply. Opportunities are growing. Opportunities are growing the works of god is growing in my life and through my life in my life and through my life it can be simple things it can be simple things my wife said i'm feeling sick i want to go to the doctor because america she's a teacher i said no i prayed in 2 minutes she said i'm all right say please We pray for people in Pakistan and Timbuktu. Start praying for your wife. If she's not sick, pray that she falls sick and you heal her. She will love you. She will love you. But what I'm challenging myself is, in a season of crisis, I want to be a solution. I want to be a provider. And I'm challenging my brother. I want my brother to come up, please. He's a doctorate in marketing. So every time I pick his brains. But he was a prophet even before me. So I told him I'm going to call him. I want him to review whatever we spoke for two, three minutes. And then I want to pray with you guys. Any questions? Anybody want to ask? Was it useful what I shared? A review. He's a he's a, he's a lecturer, a professor. I'm a very bad student. Give me a hand, please.
2: I think my brother. It's been a long time since he sat in a university lecture. I tell people that it's dangerous to give a mic to a lecturer because our lecture runs for a minimum of three hours. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> he did tell me that if I call you up to share something, <coughs> will you do that? And uh, you know, firstly, you know, before going into what he was sharing, there's something beautiful that I wanted to share with this church. It's a scripture that I came across this morning. I think it's from the book of Isaiah, chapter sixteen. It's a beautiful, beautiful scripture. I think it's a it and that's why um, I think it's, uh, it's for all of us. But, uh, yeah. It is from Isaiah chapter sixteen and uh, verse four. And it says, let my outcasts dwell with you, O Center Church. Be a shelter to them from the face of the spoiler. For the extortioner is at an end. Devastation ceases. The oppressors are consumed out of the land. Devastation ceases, the oppressors are consumed out of the land. Which means that uh, everything that has been eating away the good things that God has given us as individuals, as families, and as a church, I believe that has come to an end. Devastation ceases, the extortioner is at an end. Um, the other thing, you know, when he put up that scripture on from, I think, John chapter 14, verse 28 to 29, Jesus says that I'm telling you these things so that when it happens, people believe. The thing that came to my mind was, look at the promises of God, look at the prophetic words that God has spoken over you invariably they're always bigger than what we think is possible. You know, for example, <clears throat> you know because I'm his brother, I know the prophetic words that has been po- been spoken over him when he was 23, 24, because I used to go and pray with the same auntie whom we call. And she used to, you know, I used to be praying, but she used to prophesy saying that I'm going to take your brother around the nations. So I used to tell the Lord, that's not fair. (laughs) Why are you telling me that you're going to take him to the nations? What about me? But at that time, you know, yes, my father was a very Syrian government officer, but you don't get paid much in India. Not at that time, not when we started earning and so on and so forth. At that time, we didn't even have a passport. None of us had a passport in the family. And yet, you know, it is true that he travels to nations. It is true that he travels... 30 countries, 40 countries, it is true. Because people ask me, do you know where he is? I don't know. (laughs) I just tell them that. So the prophetic words, the promises of God, (coughs) they're always bigger. So if God has given us a prophetic word, a prophetic promise, don't just put it on the shelf because it's bigger for our minds. Right? uh For example, children, last time I said children are coming back home. How is that possible? right? In terms of the influences of the culture around them, the dominant culture around them, it seems as if the extortioner has devoured our children. But there's a voice in Jeremiah which says that you know even, if the enemy has, I'm just paraphrasing it, saying that even if the enemy has swallowed something, God will make him spew it out. It's a very, very powerful scripture. I think it's somewhere in Jeremiah 51, 44, 45, around that time. I'm just sharing those things just to share you. But now coming back to what my brother has been sharing in the past, few days just to summarize it. Everything is true. The example that I was thinking was, you know, we are in 2021, 2009, end of 2009, our daughter got married. And, uh, you know, after she finished her study, she started working for Waterhouse and Cooper's. So she lived at home, and so we used to drive to work and things like that. So one morning, when she just started work at Pricewater House, I said, uh, "You need to give your first fortnight's salary to the Lord." So she looked at me. you know we were in the carway on the motorway, and she said, uh, "Dad, that's a lot of money. It was around sixteen hundred dollars a fortnight or something like that." So I said, "If you are living with me." you know, I'm feeding you, I'm paying for your car's petrol. She had a car. I'm paying for all your expenses. What's your problem? You're only delaying the use of your $1,600 by a fortnight. She said, no, 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 that's a lot of money for me. I will tithe. So I said, that's not the first fruit. And then I told her, if the principles in God's word does not work, then I will reimburse you the $1,600. For me, it was important that she learned that the scripture works. So this must have been sometime in February of 2009. And then somewhere around May or something like that, there was a wedding expo at the TSB Arena. And there was an entrance fee of about $10 or something. In her own childish way, she came up to me and she said that, uh, you know, Will you give me money for the entrance thing? You know, just about $10. I said, no, no, you don't need to go for all that, and I'm not giving you the $10. But she went with her friend, non-Christian friend, and they went around all the stalls, and there was one particular company dealing with wedding gowns, and it was her friend who filled in her name and her mobile number, put it in the box. That happened during the weekend. Monday morning, when we were driving, I was driving her to work, I was going to work. There's a call from this company saying that you have won a bridal dress. The value of that was $2,000. For me, it was good because I didn't have to give back the $1,600. So I'm just, you know, unless we put, you know, we can put these things under a label called the prosperity gospel. It's not prosperity. I mean, you would have listened to him more clearly. You lo- you would have looked at the, the scriptures. You know, we don't swallow things simply because X, Y, and Z tells us, you know, a lot of scriptures were brought to us that it is time to start applying. And You know, many of us are doing it, but, you know, let's start receiving from the Lord. You know, if you have been sowing and sowing, let's start receiving. You know, we need to, you know, if we need to be a meaningful influence, we need to learn to receive from the Lord. And uh, the key is obedience and then learning to hear from him for his specific instruction This specific council. And, uh, you know, the last thing I would like to share is that, you know, I believe this church is going to have satellite churches. That's not something that I thought of before coming in. I don't have a time frame in mind, but, uh, you know, keep your options open and may God bless you bless the work that you are doing and may you see the fulfillment of every promise every prophetic word that god has given to you as a church and to you as an individual as a family
0: yeah so i gave you a homework i told you take some time Work out your growth, 30, 60, 100. I know many of you didn't do it at all. But even now, I'm not going to give up. I can't do that. But every revelation, if you look at the scripture, it says the good ground is a place where you act through revelation. It's not just throwing your seed. Jesus told the story about a man who threw his seeds in four locations. In three locations, he didn't get any harvest. He threw it on the streets. He threw it on the rocks. He threw it in a place where nothing will grow. I see too many Christians who are just throwing it here and there. I'm not saying it's wrong, but you won't get any harvest. What's the point of sowing a seed without expecting a harvest? And please, do not look at your harvest as a prosperity. Look at it as a witness. Look at it as a witness. When you grow through the principles of God, you're sowing a spiritual seed, you're reaping a material harvest. You're sowing a material seed and you're becoming more spiritual. Think about this. Then the whole town will come and ask you, how come your God is making you grow and multiply? God is not limited. If God is not limited, He does not want us to be limited. So think about it, guys. Think about it. Please, I don't need to teach all this, but I feel you guys are family. I didn't come here to preach. I want to be a blessing to you. And even next time when I come, I want to share more, and I want to stand with you guys as a family. Because I respect Pastor Robin, I respect this whole church. So, once again, I want the worship team to come up. If you want to find a piece of paper, again, I'm not going to talk to anybody. We, we hold hands. I want to stand with you in agreement. The Bible says, when two people stand in agreement, God works. God works. And please note, till now I never said anything about money. Resources. 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 All these things will be added. We have only two ways to live, guys. One, you run after blessings or blessings run after you. God's way is blessings will run after you. If you don't like it, you can tell God, back off. I'll lead my own life. So, while they are leading us in worship, take a piece of paper, write it down, and you tell God, you tell God, my growth should be a testimony. Not to become rich. A lot of people ask me, Peter Kumar, do you want to be rich? I said no. I want to be blessed to become a blessing. I want to be blessed to become a blessing.